Welcome to the VPR Cafe. I'm Rick Singari. Tropical Storm Irene was probably the biggest wake-up call for Vermonters. Severe weather events have been on the rise in our region, and this one caused great damage for homeowners and farmers. So how can farmers adapt? Here to answer that question is Melissa Passanen, a freelance journalist and contributor to the food section of 7 Days. Melissa, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. How much of an increase have we seen in these weather events in this area, and how do we compare to the rest of the country? So apparently, I interviewed, needless to say, a couple experts on this. Extreme weather events are not tracked as well as things like precipitation patterns. In the Northeast, for example, there's been a 71% jump in heavy precipitation events since 1958, and that is almost double the increase of any other region. Is there anyone working on strategies for farmers to weather these events? Yes, many people and several projects at UVM, at University of Vermont. And I spoke with a couple researchers there, but this article focused on PhD student in the UVM Department of Plant and Soil Science. Um, Alyssa White is studying climate resilience in agriculture. So I knew a little about Alyssa's work, but I attended a workshop that she gave at the NOFA, Northeast Organic Farming Association of Vermont conference, winter conference this year. And when they do their research, and I heard this from another researcher I spoke with at UVM, they try very hard to focus on context-specific adaptation needs and strategies rather than the big, big issue of climate change. She said, we try to talk about the impacts, not the bigger issue. It's more useful to farmers and less politically charged. And it's not just heavy rainstorms that have been challenging our farmers. Yeah, this is interesting, too. I kind of knew this anecdotally just from being out there talking to farmers over the years, but Alyssa also shared um, a pie chart that showed the results of another study which detailed weather-related crop loss in the Northeast from 2013 to 2016. That's the most recent data available. And it indicated that drought accounted for 38% of losses, while actually excessive moisture or too much rain uh, accounted for about 34%. So they're at least equal in terms of financial impact on farmers. This is the VPR Cafe. I'm Rick Singari. And with me today is food writer Melissa Passanen. We're talking about how farmers can adapt to the increase in severe weather events. Melissa, you spoke to some Vermont farmers for this story. What are they seeing? I spoke with a few who were at the workshop, the NOFA workshop that I mentioned. And overall, Alyssa's net message was that after talking to a couple hundred farmers all over the Northeast, Farmers understand their vulnerability, and this was made clear by the folks who came to this very well-attended workshop. Alyssa had invited a local farmer, Justin Rich, of Burnt Rock Farm in Huntington to co-present with her, and he shared his own experience raising a variety of vegetables, root crops on a 90-acre farm in Huntington. He made an interesting observation, which I hadn't really thought about. He's been farming since the early 2000s, had his own farm since 2010. And he said, you know, for my generation of farmers, the current weather situation with all of these extremes, this is what we know. Um, He said extreme rainfall is just a baseline condition now. And his number one piece of advice to the farmers in the room and to anyone was, 
it's worth investing in the right farmland up front. It may be more expensive, but think really hard about how that land deals with weather extremes. So what are some more specific steps that farms have taken to adapt? So Alyssa presented kind of an overview of some of the different things that farmers are doing to quote, increase their coping range. And then I did go on to interview some other Vermont farmers who weren't at that event just to get a broader sense of what folks are doing. Um, Among those were the Pamacalas in Grand Isle. So Bob and Jane have been farming there since 1977. And one of the reasons I called them was I knew they would have decades of experience watching things change, if they indeed had. And Ben, their son, joined them several years ago. And together they farm about 35 acres, mixed vegetables, berries, herbs, and flowers. And Ben said, definitely, from what my father tells me, my mom, and what I've seen growing up here, he said, we are seeing much bigger swings, rainy or dry, for much longer periods of time. And in their specific case, they have a fairly heavy clay soil, which holds water, which can be good, of course, in a drought, but is not necessarily so good in a very rainy season. So they have invested about $50,000 in a drainage tile system that helps under the fields to provide avenues for the water to leave. They have, on the plus side, also taken advantage of a longer growing season because one of the things I haven't touched on yet is the fact that you we are having earlier warm springs and extended warmer falls, which you think would be kind of overall good, although it has some complications. But they are, for example, able to plant another round of broccoli. Good. Mm-hmm except that the warmer weather has also made an additional pest that loves broccoli more (laughs) present. And then a fun thing is that folks may have seen that there are more peaches being grown in Vermont over the last few years, and the Pamacalas have been able to plant some peach trees, which have variable success. Uh, But as Ben said, a peach harvest used to be impossible. Now it's just marginal. One farm has actually moved their operation. I called up Adam Hausman of Adams Berry Farm because I knew that about six years ago he had moved the farm that he runs with his partner, Jessica, uh, from the Intervale to part of Charlotte called East Charlotte and picked a location on a hilltop, partly, as he put it, a reactionary selection to years of coping with the lowland floodplain um, flooding of the Winooski River. And of course, it isn't that anyone doesn't expect the Winooski River floodplain to flood. It always flooded in the spring. But it was flooding multiple times each spring. It was flooding in the summer, in the fall. It just became something he couldn't deal with. And when you have perennial bushes, too, they're continually dealing with saturation. You know, it's not good. So he moved to the hilltop, and then he realized that there was drought. And in 2018, even though he thought he had adequate irrigation ponds, they dealt with a terrible drought that cut their blueberry season short. So it's really a challenge. He said also for the perennial bushes, that extended season I mentioned can be a problem because if it doesn't stay reliably cold, the bushes will try to come out of hibernation. And then if you get a cold snap or a frost, it'll harm their branches. It can, at worst, harm the budding. And then you end up with no fruit. Melissa Passanin is a freelance journalist. Thanks for joining us again at the VPR Cafe. Thanks for letting me share, Rick.